Single parenting isn't easy. We understand. Most parents don't plan to go it alone, but you can still make the most of this journey for your children and yourself. In fact, if you and your family are on that journey, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Single Parent Advocate community and to our podcast. And here are your hosts, single parent founder, Stacey Poitras, broadcast journalist, single dad and friend, Daryl Moody. Hello, welcome back to the Single Parent Advocate podcast. I am Daryl Moody joining you once again from my uh, home studios here in Orlando. Stacy is in those beautiful Single Parent Advocate studios there in Dallas. The fine folks there at VentureX Louisville, the realm at Castle Hills. Stacy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It is fall in Texas. It's cooling off and it's been so great. A little rain over the weekend. It was good. Yeah, it's been nice here too. You know, and by that I mean like highs around 90 and lows around 70 with no rain. That's uh that's a break for us. We'll take that. It's fall in Absolutely. Florida. And the greens, the greens are beautiful out there. All the all the fall colors of green. Yep. Greens and yellows and well not quite yellows and browns here yet. We're still just kind of shades of green, too. Exactly. Exactly. So, Stacey, bring us up to speed uh, on singleparentadvocate.org. What have you guys been up to this week? And uh, what, have, what have we been doing? We are busy, busy elves. We are registering families for Thanksgiving. We're making our list and checking it twice making sure that the families that are here, you know, uh, signed up for our legacy programs are getting um, getting signed up so that we can bless them and their kids for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh, we decided this year that we're going to go ahead and have a Christmas parade again, which, uh, you know, we were really looking forward to maybe having the families in person, but the volunteers and people that are doing the planning kind of just really wanted to err on the side of caution. And so we're going to be putting together a Christmas parade again, and then maybe we'll have a big Zoom party one more year just to make sure we keep us and our kiddos safe. I know everybody's probably so sick of Zoom, but uh, whenever we get everybody together it's fun and we can always welcome people in from our social media channels that want to join whenever we have those and so i think it'll be really good and we're just really in the, in planning phases and just making sure we have that all together um, the fall also brings for any charity a big opportunity for um, year-end giving and so you know i'm really putting the call out to anybody who would consider our organization and community for support you know to uh, see they go to singleparentadvocate.org and and donate there or they could find us on guidestar you know and uh just consider your us and single families for your year in gifts awesome awesome singleparentadvocate.org again you're also on facebook instagram are you on twitter we're on twitter yep on twitter as well single parent advocate awesome youtube and YouTube, which is where you'll find the show every week and LinkedIn as well. So many different places to connect. So, so very many different places. I so, want to create an app one day, like where we could have the single parent advocate app and, you know, have all the resources that we recommend and, and maybe, you know, a few other things. Um, that's going to be like a long-term goal for me, maybe, you know, toward the back half of 2022, as we kind of turn the corner, we're going to be updating the website soon and uh, doing, you know, some 
you know, you know how when you're a business, you every now and then you just have to update the website or update, you know, certain procedures and things that you're doing. So I'm working toward getting that in the budget. So maybe we could have a community app where everybody can just join in there. It'd be fun. Awesome. Awesome. Stay tuned for that. So uh, with the show this week, uh, you know, so many times I use this for my own personal uh, benefit, you know, just kind of talking about the different trials and tribulations that I go through in my life as a single parent. And uh, I'm going through one right now that you've experienced, and I'm sure many of our viewers and listeners have experienced too. And that is losing a job. Mm. Uh, After eight and a half years with Cox Media Group on WDBO here in Orlando, uh, they they laid me off uh, effective October 1st and uh, <clears throat> me and it was actually me and th- two other people from the radio station uh, and then two other people who were going to be laid off ended up quitting on their own because we knew this was coming because none of this stuff, you know, happens uh, by surprise. You can definitely see it coming. Uh, and it's just the it's just the way the business is. It's radio. Cox Media Group is no longer a family-owned company. It was sold to a, a hedge fund a few years ago, and hedge, fund, hedge funds like to be profitable. And unfortunately, you know, in, in this environment where we find ourselves uh, in the midst of the pandemic and the revenue shortfalls that, that media companies all over the country are dealing with, uh, they let me go. But uh, I was lucky they gave me a decent severance package, so I, you know, I don't have to immediately uh, just jump at the next job that I can find. But, you know, a lot of people aren't that lucky. So we want to talk about the different resources that you found in your travels uh, that we have that we can share with folks to talk to the uh, kind of give them some resources to use if they're in the same boat. So when you put together your resource page on singleparentadvocate.org, uh, tell me, Stacy, how did you find out these different sources? First and foremost, you know, I would say when I lost a job, it felt like I lost a family. You know, I also, you know, worked in the media and I worked, you know, 40 to 60 hours a week for five to seven years at a time, you know, and it was, uh, I've, you know, it was almost, Daryl, it was almost like, a death in the family for me, like, or I, I took it so personally and, and, you know, lots of emotions around that. How are you, I mean, can I ask you before we dig into facts and figures, how are, how are you doing with the whole? Well, like I said, I, I knew this was coming back in April, so I've been expecting it. Um, and the company that I worked for, you know, we were uh, hit with a ransomware attack back in June and basically taken offline completely, lost all of our computers. I mean, we were, it was like doing the news back in 1960. I mean, we were literally printing up scripts, reading it off paper. Uh, and, 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 you know, my company went through a really tough time over the last three plus months. So even though I knew this was coming, you know, all of that stuff, and we had two people leave, uh, I had kind of shifted my focus to, to more of an anchor's position as opposed to a reporter's position. I was anchoring uh, <clears throat> all the midday newscasts. And, and I will admit, I, I had thought that I had done enough to insulate myself from the layoffs, even though I knew they were coming. So, uh, I mean, I, I, I've been laid off before. I mean, I will admit in 15 years uh, in radio, this is the first time I've ever lost a job. It's the first time I've ever been laid off in radio. So there is obviously you know, why me? There is that kind of, of feeling. Of course. Um, yeah. But I mean, 
I, you know, all I've ever known of the media is fear and pestilence and famine and layoffs and, and, you know, people struggling. And I've had multiple jobs the whole time I've been in this godforsaken business. So if I'm being honest with you, Stacey, I'm excited about uh, an opportunity to take the next step in my career. Uh, and if that means leaving radio altogether, then so be it. I mean, you know, I've been applying to jobs uh, in TV newsrooms here in Orlando, uh, but I'm also open to, to going and being somebody's spokesperson. I'm open to, to just, you know, using what I've learned on my side of the media and going to the other side and using it uh, for, for a company or an organization or even a city or a municipality. So, uh, you know, mixed emotions. Yeah. I mean, obviously, obviously I loved what I did. I worked hard for my career. I made a lot of sacrifices to be where I was. Uh, but at the same time, and you know, you and I talked before the show, you know, 15 years ago when I got into radio, I didn't have kids. I wasn't married. I didn't have anything else in my personal life. So my career was my personal life. And my career meant a lot more to me 15 years ago than it does now. And I'll admit, I, I have taken the last 15 years in radio <clears throat> and I've essentially worked or lived to work. And now, now that I have two kids and I want to and spend more time with them and I want to enjoy them, um, I would love to be in a position where I can just work to live instead of living to work. For so long, my career was essentially how I identified myself. And now that's changed. So, you know, I just don't know that I'd be willing to make the same sacrifices to get a radio job or to stay in radio as I did back then. So, uh, obviously I'm sad, obviously I'm bitter, but at the same time, I'm also excited for what comes next. Well, I think you, you hit a nail on the head there about bitterness and sadness. And there's, there's definitely like an emotional, like response to the loss. Like, and that's where I started because you were asking me about how did I come about putting the resources on singleparentadvocate.org's resource tab, you know, where did that come from? You know, and it came at that time in 2008, 2009, when I had gotten laid off, I had worked at a company called Blair television for most of my career. I, um, I was left breathless. I was very emotional. I cried and cried. I didn't understand uh, why I gave all that time and energy and part of my life, you know, but um, I came through that with the inspiration to found Single Parent Advocate. And we're going to be talking about some things about not only founding Single Parent Advocate, but also for me, um, I did work to get reemployed and I started, you know, a boutique freelancing uh, business for advertising, which I'll, I'll walk through, but on the website, just in case uh, people want to go to the resource tab at singleparentadvocate.org, that list of resources came from that period of time in my life when I was truly looking for resources for me and my son. And over the years, you know, we've added some and dropped some, but every resource there is a resource that's meant to be available nationwide and then also able to provide connections to more localized services, you know, so uh, the one for careers and employment that I really love is called career one stop 
onestop.com and career onestop.com. You go there and you can, you know, put in your information, you know, your geography and be linked to a local, a more local company that works or possibly nonprofit that works either along with the state or along with the, the U.S. government to provide job seekers um, all kinds of assistance. And so I brought some visual aids, Daryl, today. Okay. Um here in in North Texas and really across Texas, there's a company and a nonprofit called Workforce Solutions. And I actually recently met with the Workforce Solutions group um, just because I met them at a, at a Chamber of Commerce uh, meeting and they had so much passion about all kinds of people that are either in career transition, maybe they're graduating college. There's a whole bunch of college students that are graduating and they need to find jobs. Uh, There's people in transition because of what was going on with COVID and companies themselves having to change. And then there's people that are in transition because they were a veteran, right? And so come this career one stop and the organizations that are within that network, they can provide guides to child care and relief for child care uh, options. So while you're looking for a job or going to get uh, assistance with education, you know, you may qualify for assistance with child care during this time. And that's really something, you know, that is huge because how can you go get a job if you don't have your child care taken care of? Right. Um, and everybody's got a different scenario with that. And so they specialize with that. But then they have these adult career services. I don't know if you guys can see this, but they do all kinds of things, you know, like to prepare you for like occupations that are in demand. They do literacy, you know, depending on what you need there. Um, They call it vocational rehabilitation. If um, you need to work on anything in that sector, it's crazy. All kinds of things. Um, They help work with businesses to connect businesses to workers, uh, you know, so uh, that's really cool. And then they also work, like I mentioned before, with students trying to get their pathway to success defined. And so, um, and then there's a whole, and I'm not going to do this visual aid, but I have like all kinds of resources for veterans and people coming from that circle. So I think, you know, for me, I'll just repeat kind of reiterate the fact that I got stuck in my emotions. I got stuck in my heart into the feeling of being rejected into the feeling of not being good enough or not, not, you know, being likable. I mean, I just really turned that inside. And so I started diving into fear, diving into sadness, and it took me a a while to try to figure out, you know, I need to feel good about myself and get my mental wellness back. And so that was with the help of a lot of friends. And um, at my church, I was able to go and do this test. It was kind of like a personality, you know, matched your skill set with your um, assessment. Yeah. Yeah. Matched your skill set with your, um, innate preferences and passion points and came out 
with at the end of the test, a list of careers that would be good for the match of your uh, personality and preferences with your skill set. And you know what it told me? Media. Basically that I'm an activator, that uh, my personality was one of being a speaker or uh, helping people, you know, uh, by motivational efforts. And what's so fun is that's what I'm doing. It comes from my heart, truly who I am uh, with a single parent advocate and and the families that we get to be a part of their lives, you know, and then um, with my freelance work that I started back then, you know, that's always been on the side as I've continued to either work for the media and or work, um, you know, for my freelance company. So it ended up really being uh, a situation, and we're going to talk about this blog in a minute, about where I kind of broadened my horizons and I kept my roots, but I was able to do a little bit of self-work to kind of figure out where am I today? You know, because I, when I started in the media, like you, I was, I was three days out of college. I three days out of college, I started working in TV. And so I didn't know anything else. I, I didn't even, I didn't even know what to do. And so many people in our business, just like now, you know, we're getting laid off and uh, there was not a way to go replace your income. And, um, so that's that's where I got that list of resources. That's why I dug around. I just created the list of links. And over the years, we've improved that list. And so hopefully, um, you know, that'll be useful to you or people like us who have gone through changes uh, in careers and or looking for answers. There's a lot of answers and people that are really passionate about that for single parents and, and other people, too. Well, I mean, you know, I mentioned that this is the first time I've lost a radio job in 15 years, but in my previous career, uh, I was laid off twice. So, you know, I, I, I've dealt with the emotional toll of having your job taken from you and what do I do next? And, you know, I got to be honest, both times I was laid off previously, I ended up in a better situation. So, you know, with that mindset, I have no doubt that, you know, wherever I land is going to be a better situation than the one I left. So, you know, like I'm just, I'm not, I mean, obviously I'm sad, but I'm not fearful about the future. And you're not I'm, camping out on that. You're not camping out in that pool of, of sadness or I mean, bitterness. You know, honestly, Stacy, my WDBO paid me about $3,000 a year, more than I made in 2006 when I was, when I was doing real estate closing. So, you know, the money, you know, I've always, I've joked for 15 years that the radio is a labor of love because you're not going to, you know, you're not going to make what you're worth. So, you know, like I said, I'm excited to go make what I'm worth. I'm excited to go do something else and use the skills that I've learned over the last 15 years to make a better living. So, you know, I'm going to miss being on the radio every day, but at the same time, I'm not going to miss working two jobs. You know, you talk about freelancing. I mean, that's how I, that's how I made my living in radio until I landed at WDBO. I mean, I had four jobs. At one point, I was flying in the helicopter. I was working overnights at the radio station. I was writing for a wire service. I was filling in, doing anything everywhere, you know. So, you know, the idea of just having one gig and working 40 to 60 hours a week for one company, yeah, that sounds nice to me. 
Well, I'm glad to hear you say that, you know, it's, it's really, really smart perspective, you know, because I think we need to be able to pivot like the economy changes. You know, I had a manager tell me one time, she said, Stacey, if you can't manage change, like if you can't cope with things changing, you are not going to be able to work here. <laughs> you need to be able to be cool with things changing. And there's so many different variables about employability, about what employers are looking for and needing and bringing those two things together. It, it doesn't, I mean, I know that there are some people who can spend their whole career at one company, you know, or, you know, but those maybe- days are over, Stacey. Nobody, yeah. nobody does that anymore. It's very, very uh, uncommon in my, you know, in our, certainly in, in media and advertising that I've seen anybody stay, you know, in one place for their whole career. You although, know, least- although working for Cox, which is the parent company, uh, the original parent company of Cox Media Group, it was a family owned company. So, you know, it was not uncommon to have coworkers that had been with the company for 35, 40 years. I mean, we would send monthly newsletters out and it was like every month there was somebody with 30 plus years experience working for this company. So, uh, you know, when we were sold to uh, the Apollo Group, the hedge fund, that you know, having worked for, for iHeart and Clear Channel and other, you know, corporate radio companies, I knew what was coming. You know what I mean? Like the days of working for the Disneyland of radio companies was over. Right. So, you know, when I heard when, 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 when the rumors of the layoffs started, I wasn't surprised at all. Uh, you know, and, and the media is just a volatile industry right now. So, you know, I, I won't miss that. So we've talked about your mental wellness and about, you know, kind of where you're at in your heart and your head, you know, not a lot of bitterness, not a lot of sadness. Oh, I'm bitter. (laughs) Oh, I'm bitter. Okay. How are you dealing with that? (laughs) I want to go, I want to go work for iHeartMedia and I want to sell advertisement up against the clowns that laid (laughs) me off and I want to take their money. That's what I want to do, Stacey. <laughs> well, okay, so it's more of a revenge kind of thing, you know. But if I, I can't, you know, I'll go. I'll go be somebody's spokesperson. Okay, okay. Well, let let's uh, just say for the sake of our fa- friends and families out there, bitterness is probably not a place you want to stay. It can be a heck of a motivator, though. But it, yeah, it can, it can, it can definitely, you know, make sure that you stay in motion. Right. <laughs> That's well, I got I got two little girls. So, I mean, you know, sitting on the floor crying about it, it just is not an option. Didn't work out. Yeah. What are the girls saying? I mean, are you kind of talking to them a little bit about this? Oh, yeah. No, I, they knew it was coming. They, I mean, I told them back in April when the when the you know, when the rumors started, because I, I was convinced that I was going to lose my job in April. And, mm-hmm. you know, after two months of feeling like a dead man walking, I said, I'm done with this. And after Memorial Day, I went to work with a whole new attitude. And then two days later, we got shut down because of a cyber attack. And, and you know, the whole game changed. And for me, it was fun because, like I said, it was it was a, a, a stripped down bare bones version of what I do every day, which is radio news. So for me, writing scripts on paper and printing them and reading off a of paper like that wasn't that hard. So I had fun. Uh, you know, what disappoints me is that I thought in that time I had demonstrated my value to the bosses to the, to the extent to where that they would say, Hey, we need to keep that guy, but they didn't, you know, and whatever it's, it's right. 
The company that I went to work for almost 10 years ago doesn't exist anymore. The radio station that I went to go work for 10 years ago is not the same radio station. So exactly. And and the whole time I've been at radio, Stacey, everybody talks about the good old days of radio. I don't know what those are. Like when, when tickets were just being handed out to everybody and that kind of thing. Like, I don't remember the good old days of radio. So for me, like all I've known is fear and pestilence and famine. So, you know, stepping away from that doesn't sound so bad. Right. Well, I'm proud of you for that. Just being open hearted. You know, let's focus on the positive. A closed door over here means an open window somewhere else. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said, I've had the first time I got laid off. I told, you know, they laid off half the company where I worked. And I said, hey, look, let's go to the Chili's around the corner and we'll make that the loser's lounge. And on my way to the Chili's, I called a title company, a law firm that we worked with. And I said, Hey, I'm available. 48 hours later, I had a job. The second time I got laid off, I got on the phone and started calling people and I had another job a week later. So, you know, why wouldn't that happen this time? You know, why wouldn't I, why wouldn't I be resourceful? And end up in a better situation. Right. And you will. You will. But it brings up a lot of a really good current topic for us to kind of dig into, I think, because people right now after COVID and businesses are in transition of all kinds. And, you know, bringing those pieces together is a puzzle. And, you know, workforce solutions and this career one stop, you know, they kind of specialize in bringing all those moving parts together. And I found a blog, you know, um, online knowing we were going to talk about this. And I thought what the gentleman had to say, his name is David Dongi. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. It's David D O N G H I David Dongi. And he, he kind of digs into all of this through the lens of being a single mom, but I still think it applies to single dad as well. You know, especially if you're, you know, 50% custodial or, you know, you know, seeing your children on a regular basis you know there's a lot of commonalities well, but you know? that's a, that's another thing stacy i've always worked odd hours <clears throat> i mean until recently i was working 5 a.m to 1 p.m so you know the thought of working nine to five sounds kind of nice yeah you know, I, 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 I don't know if i can readjust to that that lifestyle because i've been basically autonomous for the last 15 years but you know bankers hours sound kind of fun to me but even banks have changed they're all online, you know, there's the, I mean, there are the banks, you know, around, but um, even if you went to go be a mortgage banker or, or you know, the, those hours are different too, because the requirements of our population, you know, have changed. Right. So, you know, I don't know many bankers that would work nine to five, I, the banker, our, our bank partner, with single parent advocate has been uh, BBVA and even now BBVA just got purchased by PNC and PNC is in the process of merging all of the systems and the making sure all the employees are in the right seats. And it's, you know, October 13th is the big switch. And uh, you know, so when I go to 
my bank or our bank for single parent advocate to do whatever kind of business I need to get done. It's even changing, you know? So I think getting comfortable with change, I guess is the kind of headline I want to like repeat is like, I had to learn to be comfortable with change when I went through this whole thing. It's like, okay, this isn't me being rejected entirely, you know, I mean, however they calculate who they're going to keep and who they're not, I'm sure they look at, uh, you know, common employees and all kinds of finances and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's a door closed, window open, and I need to be comfortable with change. Well, and for me, in my situation, Orlando, Florida is not a huge city. I mean, there are only three news talk radio stations in town. So, you know, the number of opportunities for me to do what I was doing last week are, are there just aren't that many of them. Well, let's dig into this, this blog post I saw. Do you want okay. to? Yeah. So I'm not a single mom, so I can't relate to it. I know. But, uh, that's why I said that whole qualifier statement. Remember uh, the whole, that one about, I, think, I take, have you noticed I take that personally now? I didn't used to, I do now. <laughs> Stop taking it personally. Single I'm going to buy you a wig so you can put on your single mom wig well, I need you I, to. I, I, when, when you're a single parent, you do both. You're a single dad. That's right. You do. That's just how it is. You're a mom dad. But anyway, David Dongy. Okay, David Dongy. So he has this article and he he wrote um, a perspective. I don't usually look at the world population of children being raised by single parents, but he has that figure in the article and it talks about, you know, 23 billion or I'm sorry. Yeah, 2.3 billion children being raised in uh, single parent homes across the world economy. He calculated that to be about 14% of the world's population of children being raised in single parent homes. So this dynamic of trying to find uh, a work-life balance for a single head of household with children is you know, something that affects the world economy, you know? And so the, the second thing, you know, being open to change, the second thing I thought would be really good to talk about is to realize even in this transition, even though you feel alone, a lot of times you're really not, you're not alone. This is something that lots of people navigate day in and day out and contacting a workforce solutions or a career one stop is a great place to start. And that's what he talked about was identifying your resources as a step one, identify your resources and apply for whatever assistance you can uh, qualify for. And so like you had talked about how you had gotten um, an exit plan that left you some ramp time to go ahead and look for a job, cover you for now kind of a thing, but it doesn't mean you need to sit on your laurels and let that run out. No. You need to go ahead and start finding out your resources and, um, you know, try to figure out, you know, what good could look like because you don't know if you don't ask, right. And you don't get help if you don't ask. Right. And so, um, resources like this are really important. And I hope that I can, you know, get your feedback on that career one stop thing sometime, Daryl. But the next thing he talked about was cultivating a network of support. And I remember 
how important it was for me to talk to like when this happened, my son was 10 he was in boy Scouts and I talked to a lot of the parents in the boy Scout troop, or I talked with people at the church and, you know, did that test. And I, you know, just, I, I didn't hole up as much as I wanted to hole up and hide. Cause I was embarrassed and I felt rejected. You know, I, I went ahead and, I was transparent, even if I was messy, you know, I got out and I went to networking meetings. I remember um, I went to um, a speech by an area gentleman who I love. He was a reporter at KDFW, which was uh, the Fox affiliate is the Fox affiliate here, Fox four. And uh, his name is Jeff Crilly and Jeff Crilly would do these workshops. He had written a book on how to uh, you know, do your own PR. And so he was speaking and I got to go to hear Jeff Crilly speak about, you know, getting press for yourself or your company. And that ended up being a magical meeting for me and for single parent advocate in that, uh, you know, we got help to form single parent advocate right there in that room. And when I told my story and Daryl, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, uh, you know, okay, Stacy wants to go up and speak. It was like, no, Jeff, I don't want to speak. Just, you know, pass the mic, please. And then he said, no, 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 we're going to call you up. But I'm like, oh, and so I told them as a single parent, what I was going through that, you know, I was scared to death. And then I done, I had done step one, identify and apply for whatever resources. And I kept getting rejected. And I got rejected and I got rejected and I felt like, okay, I'm a deadbeat and there's no help for me, <laughs> you know, but you're not enough of a deadbeat to qualify for all the service. <laughs> <laughs> and so then, you know, that led to businesses saying they wanted to help and, you know, a, a, a wonderful, our very first board president, Bill Wallace from success North Dallas, he said, I want to help. And, um, they had a reporter there. Her name was Kim Fisher and Kim Fisher came up and she, I said, I don't really know how to tell my story. I don't want to tell my story. The tears started flowing. And she said, well, what if we just ask some questions and you be honest with everybody? And I was like, okay. And so, um, she asked questions and I'm starting to tear up now, you know, I would cry and talk about how, you know, I don't know, why I keep getting rejected and I didn't really want to be in these shoes. And I know that there's a lot of other people, a lot of other single parents and their kids in these shoes where we have to take care of our kids and um, how's this going to come together and where am I seeing the gaps? And at the end of the talk, the whole room stood up and I, it just meant the world to me. And, you know, I want everybody to know that when you raise your hand authentically and vulnerably in my life, it has, it has shown to be very, very, um, not my first nature, not something I'd feel like, you know, all great about myself, but at the same time, that humility and that honesty has, has resonated really well. And usually there's someone around you who will say, I want to help. 
And so that's part of building a network, whether you go to your chamber of commerce or you go to, uh, you know, a workforce solutions or your church or to a networking place where you can just show up and say, I don't have a business card. Or maybe you make a temporary business card on Vistaprint and you say, I am in transition and my job is finding a job. And I'd love to learn about, you know, you and what you do. And maybe we could have a one on one and talk about, you know, what's out there in my area. You know, it's just taking that one step out the door and being authentic and going, you know what? I'm, I'm going to work on this. I'm going to work on me. I'm going to work on contributing to my community and to my household. So that building of the network that he said is verbatim what I went through for sure, Daryl. Well, the next point he says, and you, you've already said it, make looking for a job, your new job, your new job is to look for a job until you find a job. That's right. He says, make your job search a priority. I mean, I, you know, I've, I've, Technically, I've been unemployed now for three days, and I've already I've already applied to at least eight jobs that I can think of off the top of my head. So, you know, but I mean, I, I would like to parlay this into some extra income, really. I mean, if I could find a job within a month and then continue to collect the severance, that's extra money. It's hard to complain about that, right? Well, we all need it. We all need, you know, a break periodically. And, you know, that's what the severance is for. Right. It's to build a bridge from one point, you know, for you from one point to another. And, you know, that's yeah. I'm just not comfortable with because one of one of my one of my coworkers is going to take the entire month off. They're going to take a month off and go visit Regroup. family. And, and yeah, I, I just to me, I can't I can't do nothing for a month. <laughs> Those poor girls will go crazy with you going crazy though you got to kind of keep it under control yeah, exactly and i don't want to do that to them you know what i mean i'm i'm high maintenance as it is you know i can only imagine if after a few weeks i'm bouncing off the walls you know because i've got cabin fever so i don't want to do that to them. But i think what he meant by that is you know keep your routine you know if monday through friday nine to five you know go ahead and put on you know maybe you know like an attire that you would feel comfortable, you know, you feel presentable, you feel like you're going to work. Maybe you go to the library, maybe you go like to a facility like Venture X here, right here at Venture X, Castle Hills, the realm, Louisville. You can come here in the community area and pull out your laptop and there's tables and places to work but- uh, with your, with, you know, your, Wi-Fi and all of that. And, 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 you know, it kind of creates that same kind of a routine, a place to go, you know, I'll tell you what though, Stacey, if one more person says, Oh, you can work from home. I mean, I, I, I mean, I've done freelance reporting for the last 10 years. So I've worked from home for 10 years. Like I would much rather go to an office. So people, they get all excited and go, Oh, but you could work from home. I'm like, I don't want to work from home. I want to go sit at a desk. Office. <laughs> well, no. you know, there's all this whole, I'm sorry, my eyes are watering from, uh, you know, getting all emotional a minute ago. Uh, what happened was to me, though, there's um, this whole trend for laptop lifestyle. Laptop lifestyle for people is not just from home. It's from 
these places like VentureX where you can bring your laptop, you can plug in, you can be part of a business community and they have networking meetings, they have parties, they have, you know, a gym downstairs and a place to put your lunch in the refrigerator. You know, it's like a place to work, you know, and, you know, for $99 a month, if if that's within your means, you can go to a place like this and, and, plug in your your laptop and actually look for jobs while you're in that kind of environment which is huge it's huge for me for my personalities uh you know because i have my office at home as well and i work from there and kind of go back and forth and then whenever i need to be at a studio doing videos or whatever then i'm on location or i'm in the studio and so i think where he was headed with this is whatever your work normal is or was try to maintain that schedule, you know, and make those hours your job, honey hour, because your job now is to find a job and keep the kids routines as much as you possibly can consistent, because it's going to be scary for them to watch you know, you and your family go through a transition like that. And the more normal you can keep it, the better, the more routine, you know, and certainly one of the things that you need to do is to maybe, you know, if you had, you know, half a day on Friday or half a day on Monday where you could come in late or leave early, you know, periodically, or you want to duck out and go to a networking meeting to see, you know, if you can meet some new people, you know, those things are still equal to working. Right. And so, you know, whatever that looks like, do it you know, do it and be serious about it and be regular and consistent. You know, if you worked out from, you know, whatever your workout schedule was, maybe you can't keep your gym membership, but maybe you could go to a rec center or you could ride your bike or you could take a walk or you could do YouTube exercises on YouTube, you know, whatever that routine is, try to keep it if at all possible, even though you might have to adapt it a little bit. One of the other things it says here is to uh, take care of yourself, self-care. Like you said, go to the gym. If that's if that's where you decompress every day, make sure and do that. You know, I just well, got I back think, from- you know, we all react to stress differently, you know, and taking care of yourself, you know, maybe. OK, so I don't have to get up to go to work in the morning. So I'm going to stay up, you know, a little or a lot later than maybe I would have binge watching something or I'm going to not worry so much about what I'm eating. I'm going to take this time to treat myself with some stuff that might not be so healthy, you know, and it takes some time to recover from all of the things that, you know, I mean, look at what COVID did to us, you know, all of us have been at home and we've all been, you know, not always getting the activity, the movement, uh, our eating, you know, we've been comfort fooding ourselves to death. I know I have, I'm, I'm nine pounds down though. Nine more to go. Good job. Good job. And, um, but you know, we, we are human. And you can't, we, we talk about it all the time on our show. You can't take care of your kids if you, if you don't take care of yourself. And you certainly can't hold down a job if you're not, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually centered, you mm-hmm. know, hanging on to those 
those things about taking care of yourself as much as possible is so important. He's yeah. dead on right. Well, and I think it's the, his finishing uh, <clears throat> closing point rather is pick a path that suits you. You know, as single parents, you know, we have needs that other people may not need. Like we need to be able to get our kids to and from school. That's that's non-negotiable. So, you know, as I said earlier, like I need something with traditional hours, whereas in the past I've, you know, gone to work at 2.30 in the morning. You can't do that when you got kids. So, find you know, find a path that suits you. Didn't he talk a lot and he talked about, you know, actually taking inventory, you know, like, do I need flexible job? hours? Do I need flexible job location? Do I need, you know, a place that offers childcare? Am I looking for remote work or am I looking for, you know, part remote, part in person? Am I looking for what else? Um, uh, flex hours, you know, all these things like, and then being able to work with a one-stop career place, you know, and have all of that kind of buttoned down. Like, what's your wish list? What's that thing you what, that's going to make your family, you know, operate well, and then working within that to get as close as possible. I loved what he said about taking a course, you know, like maybe there's a certification course. Like, you know, I, I'm a digital marketer and I love digital media and I have to take a course periodically to make sure that I am. Well, the technology is changing so often. Mm-hmm. Yes. And even even if you're working in, in video or media of any kind, there's always something new, the latest and greatest, whether it's, you know, streaming or reporting or things like that. And and certainly other business verticals have that kind of continuing education, you know, skill brush ups that are required and certifications. But yeah, you know, and there's other things like Google on Google, you can go and become a Google certified person. And of course, a lot of the a lot of the colleges and schools already have our students coming up with the Google suite, you know, so get Google suite certified, get Microsoft um, training, you know, uh, what, what can you do? Maybe dig into some, some areas that maybe are just interests like, you know, learn to paint, learn social media, learn, uh, you know, other skills, you know, there's, there's so many different, uh, things you can learn. And curiosity is really, really important. Curiosity and being willing to learn is part of doing a good job. Uh, most jobs that I've ever seen is genuinely, you know, learning something new, because if you're not learning, you know, um, you're kind of moving backwards in these days, don't you think? Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. But he, he, he mentioned that. And then he also mentioned picking up some uh, freelance work. And I know you kind of have been freelanced out, but he talked about, you know, if you have a skill set that you can work freelance, you know, but maybe nowadays, nowadays, Stacey, you've got, you've got Uber, you've got Uber Eats, you've got, you know, Grubhub or, or I can't think of the other ones, but I mean, there's so many different ways to make a living now on your schedule using your car, either working from home. I mean, there's just, there are a lot of options out there. Yeah. And he mentioned like um, Upwork, uh, you could create, uh, there's an Elance 
uh, website that has one freelancer. He said Craigslist still populates a lot of uh, freelance people that are providing services. But, I mean, this is a three-year-old article. I mean, there's just, there's new technologies out, you know? Oh, yeah. But then the, but it's all kind of still there, right? And, and then what's going to happen is, um, I think what, there was Fiverr. Have you ever heard of Fiverr? I've heard of Fiverr. Fiverr's out there, you know, for people, even administration jobs, you know. So I think, you know, a lot of times people uh, get stuck in, okay, this is the way it's got to look and this is what I got to do. And we just have to kind of bust out of that. You know, we have to bust out of that whole, you know, it's got to be in this box in order for it to work. And, and, you know, just open it up and dig into some new things. And then um, the thing that happened to me um, is I became self-employed, you know, and he kind of started talking about that. And I love going to the Chamber of Commerce and coming up here to uh, to work innovators and, and the studios here at VentureX and networking with other people who have been owning their businesses for a long time and, and starting a business. It may be that you start a business and have to work part time or, you know, but kind of look at that path as a real option because there's so many different entrepreneurial paths you could take um, to work for yourself and make a living and uh, have a lot more flexibility for your family and your kids and yourself, really. It's a great big world out there. I can't wait to see where I end up. (laughs) If you were to go in business for yourself, Daryl, what would you do? Man, you know, I I came up with an idea, and this was kind of born out of my my freelance work. Uh, you know, contact radio stations and say, okay, you don't have a newsroom staff. Let me connect you with the city, the county, the fire department, the police station, the, the police department, the school districts, your your local members of Congress, your elected officials, and 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 you know, create some sort of a one stop shop where we provide you with the streamline that stuff coming in. I don't know. You know, my, 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 my father was an electrical contractor. I was raised by self-employed parents. And, and I'll be honest, I saw my dad struggle and my dad died with nothing. So for me, like self-employed was not really, it wasn't something that I, that I even considered. I wanted to go to college and, and, you know, take a more traditional career path. But, you know, the older I get, the more my old man's advice makes sense. Don't work for someone else. Work for yourself, you know. Or so some I, combination thereof, right? Well, I, I, I could I could start a production company. I mean, you know, I, I, I haven't asked if I can have my podcast back. Uh, not in the mood with Daryl Moody. Still available on Spotify, Odyssey, Google, all those places. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, you know, I may I may relaunch not in the mood. You know, who knows? I don't know. But I mean, I just I have such a bad taste in my mouth, Stacy, about the media. Like I really would be at peace with never being on the radio again. Well, you're not alone. There's been a lot of good and bad. You know, there's, there is good reporting in the world. You know, there it really is. But there's been a lot of bad reporting and there's a lot of reticence about, you know, what's real and what's not. And how do we how do we, you know, communicate information that's truthful, that serves the public and keeps everybody informed and feeling good. Right. You know, it's been a very confusing season. And um, I, I can see why you would kind of want to 
to get away from that. Honestly, I just, you know, it's been, it's been 15 years since I've had a nine to five desk job and you know, I would go back. I, I don't, you know, I don't know how, I don't know how well I will adapt to being in that environment again, but I'm certainly receptive to it. Well, I have, you know, one last thing, you know, of course, everybody's looking for financial stability, right? You know, we want to be financially stable. We want to be financially whole. Um, And I would just say, you know, from my business training that I went through learning to kind of be more of an entrepreneur, which is a path that I took so I could be here, here, here with you, here with all the single parents. Um, My coach... Uh, her name is Marla Diane. She's amazing. And she, uh, she taught me to welcome income from multiple channels, always, you know, have a good money relationship, make sure that money relationship is prioritized and that it's uh, really, really, really a good. But I, but I did the freelancers lifestyle. I did that. I did that for, you know, the first five years I was in radio. So I, you know, I just being welcome to multiple channels. It doesn't necessarily mean just a job or just a project or multiple projects. It can be investment income. It can be all different kinds of channels. And when I broaden my mind to think about, okay, I'm going to look at income no matter how it comes to me. Right. And that's going to be, a measure of of how I'm making my ends meet. It it has opened me up to so much. And I would just leave you with that is, you know, whatever, whatever income that you're able to create, however, you know, it's still good income. You can still buy groceries with that and also, um, you know, build a future for you and your, your kids that's satisfying and 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 have a a good bank of happy memories and being secure you know like i said i i feel like i've spent the last 15 years living to work you know i i i'd like to i'd like to refocus my priorities on spending time with my kids so you know as long as i can find something where i can live comfortably and i can meet my my kids needs you know i want to focus on them because they're they're only getting older and you know i'm gonna blink and they're gonna be gone well, they won't be completely gone. Well, they could be in Hawaii. Change. It changes. Yeah, I know it does. It changes. And that's a, a whole nother transition and talk. Right. But, um, well, I'm proud of you for getting in and digging after this and sharing what you're going through with all of us. Well, you know, being a single parent is stressful enough without a steady source of income. You know what I mean? So, you know, anything we can do to to relate to the listeners and viewers and Connect them with resources like, you know, one career, one stop.org or, or the resource page at singleparentadvocate.org. Uh, anything we can do to, to, you know, help you, the viewer and listener with whatever it is that you're going through, uh, you know, that's what we're here for. And this just happened to happen in my life. So, you know, you and I talked offline about it and had a long discussion about whether or not we wanted to even broach this subject on the show. And I'm glad we did. Well, I've never had all the answers. I always try to say, you know, this is what I experienced and hopefully it has value to someone else and makes their road a little bit easier. And and um, so I hope this helps you. I hope it helps somebody else. And I'm working on it uh, as hard as I can to um, 
really actually survived the same thing in a, in a roundabout way. You know, it's been a little bit longer for me since I made this change. I think I've been really, you know, dedicated to working for myself and being there as full time as possible for single parent advocate. I'm working on my third year, even though agency is 12 years old, I didn't actually have that option to be here for all of us until I left my last media job. So I'm glad I'm here and uh, I'm glad you're here and hopefully this will help somebody, right? That's what we're here for to help folks. <laughs> All right, Daryl. Well, I can't wait to hear what your adventures are next week. Yes, we'll have something. I'm sure. Well, I'll tell everybody, go to singleparentadvocate.org, check out the resources page. It comes to you from the bottom of my heart and from our volunteer hearts, you know, that have tried to put resources there. Um, these working resources that are available are robust and they're there for students, parents, people that are in some kind of transition and they're there for our kids, even all the way down to trying to figure out childcare solutions so that we can provide for our kids and ourselves. And um, I wish you the best of luck, Daryl, and we'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye folks. Bye.